and we have officially started this podcast. How's it going, buddy? Excellent. I'm doing just fine. How are you? Oh, it's raining and whatnot, and I've been inside for 47 days, so... <laughs> so, you know, business it's as usual. the same, I guess. I, I recorded a podcast last night, and the first hour was so bad that I hit pause on record and looked at my guests and was like, this is terrible. Uh, I'm going to use the bathroom. <laughs> and it's not your fault that it's bad. It's totally my fault because it was just me <laughs> just bumming people. I was like, I just like, I was halfway through venting about how not fun things are at the moment. And I was like, <laughs> I started this podcast to cheer people up. And I don't think 45 minutes of me just hating everything is gonna cheer people up i mean it's hard not to right now i guess it's to actively try to be like oh things are good things are good yeah like every every time i schedule a podcast like 20 minutes before i like log on to this virtual realm that allows us to record i look myself (laughs) in the mirror and i say adam everybody knows what's going on you don't need to talk about it But then at the same time, it's literally the only thing that's happening. Yeah, like I'm I'm running out of stuff. (laughs) I'll be like like having conversations with my friends. I'm like, oh, so what'd you do today? Oh, right, fucking nothing. (laughs) Like the uh, the NFL draft was over like last weekend. Oh yeah, I'm an above casual sports fan, but I'm not like you know I don't have my own like fake mock draft going on where i'm like this guy's gonna go here and this guy's gonna go here they drafted a tackle what are you kidding me like you know i like usually like the the i'll check in roughly around when the ravens are drafting a guy because on their website they're like we have this pick it's projected we're gonna pick sometime between like 10 45 and 11 15 p.m within the first round i was like I will check Twitter or the internet roughly around 11 o'clock to see what's going on. And it'll be like, okay, we got a guy. That's awesome. Not this weekend. I was all about, I was watching like third party, like watch throughs of it. I was just like this. Like, like in a, a spy movie of like seven monitors. Like, oh, who's it going to be? I was watching the draft and I had as many screens going that made me look like I should have been drafting players. Because <laughs> it was the only new thing. In a, in yeah, a month. you gotta latch onto it, man. I was like, "This is, this is current stuff that's happening now in real time." <laughs> Give me dopamine. I I need the stimulation. And then it exactly. ended, and we're just, and then it rained. It, it ended, and then it rained for four days. <laughs> that's symbolic, I'm pretty sure. And then it rains. It's raining again today. Yeah, it's it's ugly. It's bad. Now that we have quarantine talk out of the way. Yeah, it's good to get it out in the first few minutes just so we get it's out of our system. It's way better that this one took four minutes instead of 45. Yeah. It won't air, but, like, my, the, like, spirits are so broken that on Tuesday or Monday, like, the Pentagon, like, declassified. They're like, we have some UFOs on video. <laughs> Where I had seen that video before, and I was like, that's definitely a UFO. And they're always like, well, it was just a military training exercise. And I thought high-level government people releasing like face value just like honestly like yeah we don't we are not sure what that is no idea (laughs) it would be like the greatest day of my life because it'd be like that means the aliens are real and this this hope that i had been banking on for 20 plus years is actually a true thing 
but no, we're, no one cares. we're in 45, day 45 or 6 of quarantine. It's just like, I assumed, I assumed that they were out. I mean, there's billions of galaxies with billions of planets, so odds are there was something. We just didn't know if it were here, but uh, yeah, all right. Would have been more surprising if aliens didn't get declassified this year, probably. If they would have waited till like June when the spirits were a little more up. But no. Would have been great. Maybe it was. Maybe that was on purpose. Like, oh, we we got these aliens. You got to give it to them Just now. Like, to like seriously, this is not what people are going to overreact about. So it's the appropriate time to be like, we've had contact with other life forms. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. So we uh, we found an alien. <laughs> that would be cool. It's on my if if I I made a bucket list and I've talked about it in like every episode of this podcast. And the hardest one to do is going to be play poker with an alien. <laughs> well, maybe not anymore that seems within the the spectrum of something that could happen number seven on my bucket list is now has the possibility and potential to come true i just need to befriend high level government uh employees that's uh, easy peasy i'll bite what's number one cage dive with sharks okay i've also talked about that on a lot of recent episodes yeah <laughs> I talked about it last night, so people are going to have to hear about it on back-to-back episodes, but sometimes when I can't sleep, I'll take melatonin, Yeah, and it just gives me the most like vivid and intense dreams. Okay. So the other night, I had a dream that I was cage diving with sharks, but it turned out to be like some sort of weird mutant shark, and then I had to fight it in the ocean, like horror movie style. That sounds... Uh, this sounds awesome for me from an outside perspective. That was probably terrifying for you. I, yeah, I woke up kind of terrified, but then really excited because I definitely won. Like, I felt victorious <laughs> when I woke up. I mean, how could you not in a dream like that? that just I basically, I saved society from a mutant shark, so. Yeah. I've, seen, I've watched that movie Piranha a little while ago, and that, that was uh, an eye-opener. You might have been uh, that old drunk guy in that movie who lives in the woods and saves everyone from mutant piranhas. It's basically lining up with my dream. <laughs> exactly. Because I plan to be a crazy guy who lives uh, in solidarity in the woods one day. So. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I admire your goals, Adam. I, I strive to be like you one day. <laughs> I'll tell people like what I want out of life, and they're like, that's very easily achievable. And I'm like, oh, sweet, <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing this right. Yeah, be, a, be a hermit. I learned uh, the other day that apparently back in like medieval times, uh, like nobles and kings and stuff would have hermits live on like the castle grounds and these shire like huts uh, just to like be entertainment. Like if the nobles wanted to go uh, see people, dude, like dude. see the hermits, they just go out and be like, oh, yes, let's look. That's me. That's what that's what I want to be in life. Right. Oh, man, I should have been born in the medieval times. Exactly. Other than a professional hermit. That's. Why is that not a thing now? I mean, I guess I am. I'm just a, a guy who's saying dumb things into microphones for people's entertainment on the internet. Yeah, so. One way or another, we're hiding from society and entertaining people. I'll get people. there. It'll, it'll happen one day. Absolutely. If anyone could pull it off, <laughs> I would. I volunteer to be that guy. I'll, uh, I'll put in a good, good word for the, uh, the various kings and queens that I totally know who are looking for a... All the high-ups of society? Something like that. I had... Uh, <laughs> An ex-girlfriend who wanted, like, her her goal in life was to be president of the United States of America, which is a lofty. A lofty uh, um, as far as, like, 
human connection goes, I got over that relationship fairly quickly, but mm -hmm. I have not gotten over the fantasy of me just being cut loose in the White House. Like I had, <laughs> dude, I had bits planned out for that. Adam in the house. Yeah, like it would be great. Cause I, one of my, <laughs> one of the bits that I would do is that when like, cause you can pay for White House tours. It's just like, it oh, would yeah. be me with like a, a bowl of cereal and a bathrobe. Just be like, how'd you guys get in my house? <laughs> That's uh, yeah. I I think if my girlfriend was came to me and she was like, "Hey, I'm thinking about like running to be the president of the United States," I'd be like, "What are you talking to me for?" <laughs> not only, not only would I have been the first first man, I would have been the first ex first man in office. <laughs> Has that happened in United States history? Has like the president, the president, and the first lady gotten divorced? I don't think so. I seems like something I should know. Yeah, but it would also show, like, I guess, like, when you're in that high of a position of political power, you need to show that you're, like, a strong leader. So you going through, like, a messy public divorce probably mm. would show to other countries that you're weak and incapable to some degree. Yeah. If, I, if you were a real man, you'd put up with me. Yeah. I, or something. I, I don't know. It was just, like, it would have been just... It would have been a constant great news cycle because I would have just been doing like dumb stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Although I, I like to imagine that just historically every single president has just like loved their wife and it's very wholesome. I, but I like to think that, but the odds would say probably not. The odds would suggest yeah. <laughs> that 20, what are we on? President, are we on 44 or 45? For, 45. All right. So 23 yes. presidents, their marriages probably wouldn't have lasted. Yeah, statistically, I guess odds. that's true. Yeah, I don't know. I just <laughs> Fox News is just like, uh, yeah, the first man of the United States of America thought it would be a good idea to hit golf balls off the roof of the White House. <laughs> like, you know, I might have thought that was a good idea too. The world leaders don't like him, but he gets along with their kids very well because he himself is also a child. <laughs> <laughs> it's a guys check out. It's like I this is where like we decide when and where to bomb people. And in the next room, it's my jam room. So come out, hang out, hang out in here. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm recording my new LP right now if you guys want to take a listen, you know, it's it's nothing major. No, but it's like I think like the first lady has like civic duties that they have to follow suit with. Probably. I, everyone's going to be very disappointed that I don't have this intimate knowledge of I, presidential yeah, I, duties. I don't know enough. But I would not be qualified for any of those. So I guess it would, uh, in my fantasy that I'm still going on with, I would, wouldn't it be more noble of me in that in this completely unobtainable and fictional scenario to just be like, we should probably put someone who's actually qualified for this position in charge and I can just go about my life? <laughs> Cause my answer, I mean, that would be that would be nice. My answer for every question would be like, I have no idea. I just live here, <laughs> yeah. and you could probably get away with it. Let me answer your question with another question. You're you're already a politician. You've got Do it you, nailed. You want to go watch Star Wars in the private cinema? Because that's way cooler than whatever's going on right here. <laughs> yes. That and then like she would be called Madam President, so I could just be like, that's Madame President. That's my. That's nice. Took me a second. Very Point nice. to the ring finger too, because <laughs> I'm my noble. Damn president, not my damn president. <laughs>
Are we day drinking? Because I wish I would have known we were day drinking. I no, this definitely... is a this is a seltzer water. I have oh, drastically okay. cut back. I mean, you could day drink on my podcast. You can do whatever you want. This I'm is the internet. Man. There's there's no rules. If you want to, <laughs> we can hit pause and record. You can grab a beer. Go ahead. Uh, I shouldn't. I really want I, to, but I shouldn't. I have drastically cut back drinking this year. So I'm proud of you, dude. Yeah, it wasn't ever like everyone always says that, and like you get two reactions. People are like really proud of you. You're like, wasn't that big of a problem? <laughs> wasn't really a problem at all and then everyone else is like other people like don't know how to act and they're like why are you giving up drinking just like, well <laughs> it was kind of pricey and it never like it didn't really add value to my life it's, i'm, I'm so, coming from my own frame of reference that enjoys drinking very very much so whenever I'm, I'm like framing it myself like if i gave up drinking i would be proud of myself so if anyone else does it i'm like oh dude that's really cool i'm proud of you no i i, I get it but it was just one of those where just like, even if I have, like, it just got to the point where, like, I would have a beer and I would just be like, my mood is drastically lowered. Yeah. So I guess in a small degree, it was unhealthy. Mm -hmm. Alcohol is a depressant, as they say. I guess. I and by they, I mean, like, you know, the entire scientific community. Good for them. They seem to know a lot. They know more <laughs> than me, so. Yeah. But people were like, oh, yeah, I got, like, a random message. They're like, someone was like, I'm so proud of you. And I was like, that's. It wasn't like <laughs> we weren't an alcoholic. Just like I, eh. I wasn't waking up like man, I could go for a beer right now. <laughs> it was just like it's dinner time. Beer pairs well with burgers, so I'll have a beer. I have a burger too. Maybe I should give up red meat. We could go vegan and alcohol free, and just talk about how like beans are good for you. <laughs> how it's aligning my chakras every time I eat a lentil. Yeah, someone like I saw someone share something on Facebook where they're like twenty grams of beans is like 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 comparing like the bean like beans to like meat and like all the nutritional value and I was like one those have to be uncooked because if you cook a bean it loses like half to seventy five percent of its nutritional value something like that and if I said to you or if you said to me you're like hey Adam cooking some steaks come over hang out i'm like wyatt's having a barbecue this is gonna be a good time if you say hey man cooking some beans why don't you come over and hang out <laughs> i expect nothing less than to meet you in the middle of an abandoned train yard <laughs> and then cook those beans in the can over a trash can fire yeah, that sounds like a really post-apocalyptic sentence like dude i scored a can of beans from <laughs> like, from the, this like abandoned grocery store come eat them with me and we're slowly verging to that as a society. Yeah, yeah. This this could actually happen. Should get together for quarantine steaks before it's too late. That's, I'm I'm for it. Yeah. I went to like the Dollar General with my mask on, and I like walked in, and it was the first time I really ventured in a enclosed public. Phones ringing, awesome. <laughs> uh, in an enclosed like public space. Had to time out the ring. Uh, and I just, like, I felt like it was just the beginning of, like, a sci-fi movie where <laughs> I was in the middle of a fallout. It was just, like, me confused in a grocery store with a mask on. Yeah, it, it like, feels a little, like, apocalyptic -y. Even if you're just, like, going for a walk or something, everyone's wearing masks. I go f I've go. i gone for a lot of walks with the family in this quarantine, which has been good. We've done a hundred, we've walked over a hundred miles as a family. Not combined, but, like, individually, we have all walked... Over a hundred miles. That's intense. Since uh, 
since the quarantine started. It feels so, good. But so I don't... if there's five of you, have you walked 500 miles? There's four of us, and oh. we have walked like combined probably like 480 something miles. So when you so get to close. 500, will you walk 500 more? Oh, for sure. Okay. Just to be a man who walked 500 miles and then fell down at my door. Exactly. Your door. Your door. Your, whose door? Who's? <laughs> this is a, you're burdening me with a lot of responsibility by falling down at my doorstep. <laughs> well, I can't. It would be breaking social protocol if I fell down at your door. So That's true. I wouldn't be able to let you in. I'm sorry. That's just what the situation demands. So, yeah, it would be really be like if I were to fall down, it would have to be at my door. Mm. So then people who I've been in quarantine with can take care of me. So I don't know if the proclaimers <laughs> wanted us to apply this much logic to their song. There's nothing else to do. <laughs> this has been, this has been good. I, I woke up bummed cause it's raining out and then we have podcasted and my moods are drastically improved. Good. I'm glad I could give you some, uh, some dopamine rush. I appreciate it. Of course. I actually, for whatever dumb reason, you were like, I can do any day but Wednesday. And then yesterday I was like, can't wait for this podcast with Adam today. And then I like went to go set up my stuff. I'm like, wait a minute. That's fine because I scheduled one for yesterday, which was Wednesday. And I texted my guest on Tuesday. And I was like, ah, tomorrow or Wednesday works for me. And I and was, responded, tomorrow wait. is Wednesday. And I was like, great. Sounds like well, Wednesday is the day we're going to do it. <laughs> Glad one of us has it together. Yeah, and then we did two episodes because the first one was just bad. <laughs> oh, you did a, another one after the... Well, I paused it. I was like, this is just... I'm so... I apologize. I was like, I feel like I've wasted your time. I mean, hosting's not easy, man. I assume all the guests are people you knew beforehand. Correct. Uh, you are actually episode 10. Yeah, So you're my celebratory episode. Round of applause to you, sir. Woo! Well, shouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. But Stop stopping recording. It's Mine's been stopping recording too. It has. It's only done it like once, so hopefully it doesn't make syncing too annoying. But uh, it shouldn't be a problem. I, I'm recording the Zoom meeting anyway, just in case oh, like right. something really gets screwed up. But which is bound to happen. Yeah. No. Ten is the one. Like ten's the episode where I'm like, if I can get to ten, I have to commit to this. Exactly. So I most people probably don't even make it that far. So I've I tried a podcast years and years ago, and I think we did eight i don't think we made it to double digits so it's it's about the subject matter i think i also read something recently about all the quarantine stuff where it was a tweet or something someone was like uh, in case you were wondering how bad things are like amazon is sold out of podcast mics i'm like oh boy hey yeah there's a, uh, just kind of thinks they can like talk about whatever and there make it be funny is and I've, I've made this joke on this podcast before, but I haven't made it to you. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you. There is it's a fresh. Instagram, Facebook, like website thing called The Hard Times. Okay. Is, oh, yeah. It's like The Onion, but it's it's centered around kind of the more DIY, like hardcore stuff. punk rock subcultures. Oh, oh yeah. No, there's, there's also one, I think it's Hard Drive, that's like video game related. That one's good too, but I know what you're talking about. And there... I got burned like twice in a week by them because there was one post and it was just a dude like grabbing a chain link fence looking sad. <laughs> and it was just like guy who just got into hockey is really missing hockey in the quarantine. And I was like, <laughs> I have recently gotten into hockey and I am missing watching hockey in this quarantine. 
So yeah. factually true. And then like, I don't know, because I got them sent both at the same time. So I don't know if it was like the next day or even in that same day. And it was like, guy who shouldn't start a podcast thinks it's a great idea to start a quarantine <laughs> podcast. And I was like, <laughs> nothing, I've never been burned by something I love so much. I think investigative journalists might be on your tail. They're tracking your every move. I'm a trendsetter. I don't know. I'm I'm simultaneously ahead of the curve and late to the party, and I don't know how that works. But well, you know, I don't. I didn't read the article, but they didn't say it would be a bad idea to start a quarantine podcast. So I think you're in the clear. Yeah, they just said I shouldn't because they yeah. they want the listens. Exactly. They want my 14 dedicated listeners, and they're mine. <laughs> I always love that with like small starting out projects that, uh, or, and even on like social media, like there's a couple of people who always like my stuff. I'm, I, I love the idea that some random person out there I've never met is like clamoring at your every word, just like, please, raise another episode. I'm begging you. I have one listener in Germany and one in the Philippines. Hell yeah. How did this happen? Accidentally, by, by sure, or for yeah. sure. By sure. By sure. I mean, this I podcast is brought to you by Shore Microphones because I'm using one and you're using one. So. And I'm using one too. Sure. <laughs> Can I have a t-shirt, please? Yeah. Well, I work for a, like, the one sound company I work for is a Shore dealer. So we can do these, like, certification programs and there's, like, incentives. So I'm one class away from, like, a free Shore-themed bottle opener. That's like, pretty okay. awesome. All right, I, I want to work my way up to that uh, fleece pullover. Ooh, you know that's something I think about. This is not really related at all, but that's something I think about a lot. Is like somewhere out there, there's a factory or something producing like sure bottle openers, and I just want to know how they're doing. Yeah, someone out there works at a sure bottle opener factory. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. It's always interested me. This is weird. Like I'm, I'm talking, but I'm not seeing. Oh, now I am seeing waveforms being recorded. This is weird. Science is there's, hard. There's no visual evidence of me speaking. I mumble a lot. Maybe I don't have an. No, the gain's about where it usually is. I'll increase it a little more. Why not? It's no rules yeah, my, in this podcast. Mine's up pretty, pretty far because uh, Mike is like. I mean, this is like a good foot, but still. Hey, it's all. I watched a video last night where there was some internet tech review guy who had one of these bad boys and he said oh no i can hear my gain now that's too much <laughs> uh -oh. now we're good back to what it was anyway uh he said that the sm or the sm7b was a terrible buy because he wanted it to be like a foot and a half away so it wasn't on camera and just all the audio people <laughs> in the comments and then there was like i watched like responding videos there's like maybe if you learned how the piece of gear worked you could use it right <laughs> I, I would probably do that too i get like really there are a few things in life that make me irrationally angry and that is one of them it's people like this is shit and it's like completely using it wrong yeah that would be like if i i don't know like if i drove a sports car like i know like, like, this gets terrible fuel economy <laughs> it's like well yeah dummy like <laughs> This doesn't like I don't get the big deal. It's because you're not driving it like a sports car. Like, yeah, I'm just trying to drive back from my house to my job. Yeah, well, it's Honda Civic works perfectly. Yeah, I I've gotten to that that stage of like I don't want to say like elitism, but 
I'll see people ask questions about gear and I start foaming at the mouth and I have to be like, well, it does this and it works this way. And if you, 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 and I just, it's sad, really. I get into this like berserk state of having to explain everything. It's pretty sure everyone hates me. Just read the manual. Yeah. Just become an expert in the field and you'll know what's going on. Yeah. But it's even like innocuous questions like, hey, what do you guys think about this particular piece of gear? I'm like, well, uh, well, it's, it, and yeah, it gets pretty ugly. Put the glasses on and your, exactly. and your retainer in as well. If you're using it to the specifics that it's designed for. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. The internet's a scary place. Yes, it is. But you know what? If it's a scary place, you just have to also be scary. I'll, I'll get on that. Maybe I should start wearing masks for these podcasts. Not like a disease preventative mask, but like a Jason mask or a Freddy. Oh, yeah. yeah, that would. I be... think I have a, a V for Vendetta one somewhere. Oh, the an- a... the anonymous mask. That'll be the one. I yeah. wonder if like, because I'm using Zoom and everyone's like, "Don't use Zoom, you're getting hacked." But like, it would be pretty cool to get hacked by anonymous, just like goofing around on the internet with your buddy. And anonymous yeah. is just like, dude. We heard yeah, what's up? We heard in real time that you uh, want to hang out with some aliens and uh, check out these articles. <laughs> I'll be like, thank you, Anonymous. I know. Uh, wasn't there a, there was a really bad horror movie a while ago, I think, that was about like someone's Skype group getting hacked and there's like a demon or something in their Skype chat. Oh, yeah. Because I'm not a horror guy because I'm an overthinker to the extreme. Yeah. And- Every horror movie doesn't make any sense to you, I assume. Well, not only that, but like in my downtime, like I think the books I read are pretty heavy and psychologically like make me think about uncomfortable things. Mm-hmm. And I like music that makes me question a lot of stuff. So when I want to watch something, like I don't want that. I would just want to be entertained. Like I just want to watch Family That's Guy. Fair. Yeah. Like Family Guy's never is never going to make me question. Like that, we call that uh, the duality of man. Yes, but you laugh at fart jokes and read the Da Vinci Code. Yeah, you can do both. There's room. Like you're allowed to be whatever you want. Exactly. But I just like the I just can't do horror movies, man. Like they just they mess with my head too much. Mm. Like if it's a real danger, it doesn't mess with me as much as like a horror movie would. Yeah. Like. I know that there's, my house is not possessed by a demon, but we had, like, in high school, in my film class, we had to watch The Conjuring. Okay. And I just, like, I couldn't, I couldn't walk home after the butt, like, after, (laughs) I was like, I couldn't walk in the door. I was, like, in our breezeway looking down, like, through my kitchen into the hallway, and I'm just like, there's a ghost gonna pop out. (laughs) Definitely. Like, Like, my house is actually haunted, like, there's a ghost there. (laughs) Let's, Let's proceed with caution. Like, this is just too much, and I can't do it. Yeah, it, it gets in your head that way. I've been, uh, I've been like, trying to work out as best as I can at home in quarantine. I have a treadmill in my basement. But, like, the way it's set up is it faces a wall, so it's, like, my back is towards the rest of the basement. And I know there's nothing there, but every time I think about it, I'm like, wow, there is definitely someone staring at me yeah. from, like, a corner in my basement. We have a, um, like, a stationary exercise bike in the one room mm-hmm. and it's in front of a TV, which is just, if your TV's off, it's just a giant mirror. Yeah. So I'll occasionally be like on the bike and then I'll look up just to make sure that I'm not, because <laughs> the <laughs> my back is facing the stairs in the rest of the basement. So I'm like, we, we oh, still sure. good? We still good? All right. <laughs> not getting <laughs> No one's murdered? sneaking up on me to kill me. I mean, I guess it's, 
it would be better to go out in the middle of a workout than like in the shower. That's no true. one, no You're, one wants to get stabbed in the shower because then you're murdered no, and psycho. naked. Yeah. And at least if you're working out, you can maybe fight back. You got a the, little you know, bit. you're you're loose, you're warmed up. Yeah, you're, uh, limber. That's the word. Limber. Yes, you mm. are. Uh, you're not going to cramp up. Like no, you're in the shower. You're relaxing. It's when that's why they don't expect it. Yeah. And the problem. That's, uh, say getting caught with your pants down. Yeah. Oh, and the problem is, like, I take the Bluetooth speaker into the bathroom when I shower, listen to some mm-hmm. tunes. So You're I extra can, vulnerable, man. I can't hear, You're extra I vulnerable. I can't hear the killer enter the house. Like, I'm just I'm jamming out, you know, to whatever's on, whatever I'm feeling that day. You're listening to Thrice in the shower, <laughs> and usually, someone kills you. Sometimes I don't want to go out listening to that band. Like, no. I mean, okay, this is a music theme podcast, and and my theme of like that I ask everyone is your five song playlist of the day, which we'll get to. Okay. Like today specifically. Yeah. Cause I'll just, have to think about it. Well, yeah. I'll give you time, but I've brought this question up before is like, if you had to, if you knew, like if, what song would you want to be playing and why, if you were like, if when you die, I thought that's where this was going. Cause I think I have a pretty solid pick. And in my head, it means I'm going out in a very glorious fashion. So in this scenario, we get to pick how we are dying. Sure. It's, I have no, like, because there are some people who are going to be like, it would be nice to, like, go out to just something sweet and somber, and this is peaceful. Whereas, like, my example is, you know the song Knights of Sidonia by Muse? Of course. Yeah, I want to go out to that, because that means I'm going out in some sort of, like, blaze of glory gunfight. No one's gonna take me alive. No one. There, there's a, there's a line after that, but I forget what it is. Uh, you and I must fight to survive. That I think that's the one. Yeah. They were my first that, that concert, really and it was awesome. Ooh, when was that? I was in eighth grade, so it would have been two thousand and ten. Two thousand. Graduated in fourteen, so I would have been a junior in two thousand thirteen. Sophomore. Oh my god, you only I you graduated a year before me? I thought I was way younger than you. I have everybody. I mean, okay. Me. That's just the it must be the facial hair. I it's it's getting to the point where it's respectable. Yeah, I, I respect it deeply. Thank you. So yeah, um, it would have been twenty not two thousand ten or two thousand nine. Yeah. I started realizing that I don't actually remember how old I was in any grade. It's a hard like, thing to do. It's like, I don't know how old eighth graders are. <laughs> are you 13 and 14? You're somewhere between 12 and 14. <laughs> Depending if you got held back or not. And, and everybody denies that they existed in those years anyway, so. I think I think my going out for good song would probably be Bleed by Meshuggah. It's a good choice. It's, it's. I don't know if an aneurysm is necessarily the way I want to go out, but that song is just so like loud and ear grating that I think, however, I'm dying. It's probably badass. Yeah, that's that's my pick with Knights of Sidonia because you got the build up with just, and then when it, when the full band kicks in again, you're like, oh, it's on. Oh yeah, yeah. I was thinking, uh, I was thinking, Blizzards, Buzzards, and Bastards by Scissor Fight, but that's more of. I don't think I would want to die to that one. It's a very cool like. I don't know. I don't know if you know that song, but I, it's like I do a, not. It's uh, it's some, some weird. I'll uh, link to it because I've like been uh, I've been making playlists of everybody's song picks when I release the podcast, okay. so people can then listen to the songs we talked about. 
Yeah, both of the aforementioned songs are on my workout mix, which is uh, makes me think about it because that's full of good dying songs. I I do uh, I have some alternating workout lists, but it's mm-hmm. it's generally heavy. Oh yeah, it has to be like no one. Like, what do you want me to like? I listen to Lana Del Rey on a sad day, but I'm, yeah, not to like curl and do shit yeah. though. She's not gonna get me through ten miles on the stationary bike. No, not at all. Because I do get the summertime sadness, so I can relate. <laughs> at specific times. Yeah, specifically in the summer. I don't know why I always get... I, like the, the winter and the summer, I always get bummed out. Like, fall and spring, good to go. Yeah. Winter and summer, just not my, not my vibe. Winter's just dark all the time, and summer is... Everyone has some emotional connection to something that happened in the summer. I don't know. It does seem that way. Yeah. So, yeah. That's hilarious. So we are now, we've hit that podcast lull where we should probably dive into some form of important topic, I guess. Or talk about you outside of just our our banter. I do like our banter. But before we transition, can I just say, it's good to talk to you again. It is good to talk to you again. I've missed all my amp friends. Yeah, I've been missing just any, like, you don't realize how many people you talk to throughout, like, just a day. Right. You, even even if it's just like in passing, yeah. it's crazy. So that's yeah, I don't know. Looking looking forward to being able to go places and talk to people again. Also, ah, thank I you. Think about it every day. Thank you again for uh coming on this uh my podcasting endeavor. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Um I, I always like saying that when I'm guests on things. Thank you for having me you. sounds really official and good. It does. It does. So let's talk about, because I've mainly had, I think I've just had musicians on. Okay. The This here uh, talking it's, thing. So I will let you tell people what you do and how you got into it. Yeah. Well, uh, to start it off, I do voiceovers. Uh, I mean, audio as well. But if we're talking what I put into the microphone, I do voiceovers. Uh, I narrate a lot of books. I've been in some games and uh, animations and things. Uh but that that is a funny assumption that gets made a lot is a I think I switched sales reps at Sweetwater a few times and every one of them the first thing they asked me was like like what kind of music are you making I'm like uh I narrate so yeah and it always catches them off guard which is it's cool like I don't mind it but I it surprises me a little bit I guess I'm so yeah, none of them were like I'm bad at getting back to my reps at Sweetwater, so I feel like they think that I just don't like them. So I always get emails with just like, now my new guy's name is John. Uh-huh. He's like, I'm your new sales rep. And I was like, that, you know, <laughs> I appreciate that you guys want to take care of me, but like Papa can take care of himself in this field. Like I, I pretty much know what I want. I, I love the idea of like your Sweetwater rep, like getting a, uh, Getting really sad that you don't like them. They're just like typing you an email like, hey, it's uh, it's Jack from Sweetwater. Are you mad at me? I'm, no, I'm not <laughs> mad. I just don't. That's really, that's really funny. I don't, I don't like, I've, I pretty much know what I want to get when I get it. And yeah. I'm a buy used guy for the most part. So like I, I made a, I have plans to build an official like, workstation desk thing that I spec'd mm-hmm. out and then I built it out of cardboard. So mm-hmm. I felt bad 
and I used the, uh, I ordered a bunch of like a, um, some drumsticks. So I used the cardboard that, the cardboard box that my drumsticks came in to like just build a little <laughs> mock of my desk and posted uh-huh. it on Instagram. And I was like, I just want John of Sweetwater to know that my most recent <laughs> order of Vic Firth drumsticks have been working out very well. And the packaging <laughs> has provided uh, quite the uh, inspiration for future quarantine builds. And I tagged Sweetwater. I don't know if they That's saw awesome. it, but... I hope they did. I hope John from Sweetwater saw it. I've just had a, I've had a lot of Sweetwater reps, but it I appreciate what they go through, but like sometimes I'll get an email and it's like, "Hey Adam, we just want to make sure that the symbol felts that you ordered are working out well." And I was like, "This was a $2 purchase." Like it's <laughs> it's terrible. It's, it's the worst thing I've ever bought in my entire life. It is a thick felt cylinder with a hole in the middle to go over a symbol thread. Like those are hard to screw up. <laughs> it, was, it was garbage there are some bad ones out there that come on like the like the toys r us kind of like level kit like the real low level ones the felt that they use yeah. is terrible but like all of the professional grade symbol felts are pretty equal in my eye <laughs> yeah it's also i guarantee you whoever's selling it there's like a really long like flowery description like this is the the most high quality softest symbol felt you'll ever use like there's only like it. one little, there's only one thing I get picky about with cymbal felts is that on the top of my ride cymbal, because I play the bell of it a lot, mm. I use one of the like the really thin, cheaper ones that I just knocked. Yeah. Uh, like I have all the, f- like just the thin felt strips from uh, like, I think my, when my little brother was like a small kid. He's he just turned 13, but I'm talking when he was like three or four, he got like a little kid's drum set. Mm-hmm. And I took the cymbal felts off of that and I took the big, because the, the normal, like I can't believe I'm talking about cymbal felts on this podcast. I, I like, wasn't going to say anything about it, but I'm actually pretty excited. <laughs> so they're usually like, you know, like you've seen a cymbal stand before and like miking up a drum kit. They're usually like what? Like a half inch across in diameter and like a half inch thick. Something like that. But when I put them on top of a ride bell, sometimes they mute it too much and it's too big and I'll end up hitting the cymbal felt instead of the bell of the cymbal. So I use the unnest, like the, the felt that's like the thickness of an average piece of cardboard on top of the bell. Mm-hmm. But that's the only like... Well, I mean, hey, drum hacks, if you are ever having an issue with your ride cymbal where you hit the felt instead of the bell of it, a smaller then, felt. Uh, Adam's got you covered. <laughs> but that's... What, do you want me to? Uh, does Sweetwater want me to call them and tell them that? Like, hey, like it's working out pretty well, but I do this one unnecessary thing. <laughs> that is good. To, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, probably not. I always feel like uh, anytime I talk to my sales rep, I feel like I'm like I, I'm inconveniencing him almost. And it has nothing to do with him. He's like a cool guy, but he always answers my questions really like quickly and then like hangs up <laughs> I'm just I, like, oh, like, okay. I mean i understand that that's what they're supposed to do but i'll talk yeah, i want to be like like how are you man uh, but i just never it just seems so yeah do i just call him and be like hey this is uh adam grabowski i'm one of your you're my sales guy you're my sales sales rep engineer or whatever <laughs> uh, like, i know i know what, what what's up what do you need <laughs> so he, like here's the thing is like um I couldn't book a guest for the podcast this week, so you're live. <laughs> Let's talk. Wait, what? I would love to do that. That'd be hilarious. Yep. 
I found, uh, I mean, you know this, but I, I guess people listening don't. I, I narrate primarily romance novels um, uh, for Audible, and I, as such, whenever I think about writing anything, that's just kind of where my mind goes, because I'm so used to it at this point. But I, last November, when NaNoWriMo was a thing, I really, really wanted to write a book about like a, a corny romance novel about like a musician who falls in love with their sweetwater engineer. Oh my God. I think that would be, that would be hilarious. But I, yeah. everyone, I, I wouldn't want to publish it under my name. And I think I like made a tweet about it or something. So everyone would know it's me anyway. That's funny. Or like, a, I mean, I guess it's creepier if the sweetwater engineer falls in love with who they're representing. Yeah. It would have to be like a mutual sort of situation, man. Like he just, he just knew I wanted the API 550A EQ, and it was just, I knew it was meant to be. Uh, it, it was, exactly. It would be something dumb like that. I think it would be hilarious. I might do <laughs> Fell it. Fell in love over know. symbol felts. <laughs> <laughs> one of, well, you're going to woo one of your guests these days with your, uh, your symbol felts. Oh, potentially. I don't know That's if awesome. that means that I'm, I'm very good. Or if, if they need to reevaluate where they are in life. Definitely means very good. There's something to be said if you can make Symbol Felt sound sexy. I'll, I'll get on that. <laughs> I mean, Do it on your own time, man. There's some drum talk that sounds pretty dirty. Like, I like mean, ride, I guess. You that, you know, you put things, it's like the drum set's got a sick rack on it, you know. That's true. We're just yeah. analyzing, like, the just drumsticks in general. Yeah. It, it gets pretty uh, juvenile very quickly. <laughs> yeah. You can make anything like that, but drums especially. Yeah. And it's a terrible, it's a horrible instrument to pick to actually woo someone. Oh, yeah. It's not, you don't see people in, like, rom-coms outside of their, their lover's window with, like, a full eight-piece drum set. Like... Wrong. <laughs> Why won't Sharon that, love me? That would be really good too. That sounds like a Scott Pilgrim bit or something. They like go up to someone's window and oh man, I want to do that. Just throw a throw a throw a, a rock at their window. It's like, what do you want? It's like, try not to wake up your dad. And just <laughs> <laughs> with like their double pedal kick drum, <laughs> right into blast beats. Yeah. Oh my god, that'd be. I want to do that as a bit. It's just like a two minute sketch where it's like. <laughs> I'm gonna do that as soon as this stupid quarantine is over. I Not have, stupid. Like, I understand that we need quarantine measures, but I'm sick of it. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> I, I dude, wanted. I'm right there with you. I, it's strange when the strangeness is over. Th that's a yeah. I have so many good ideas for stuff like content that I want to create, but I also need like I know I need at least one to two other people to help me out, and I'm not allowed to see one to two other people. I mean, I guess I could, but. If I'm posting videos in the quarantine of just like, hey, these three people who I haven't seen in two months help me out, people are gonna know that we, uh, yeah, didn't stay six feet apart. Yeah. So yeah, because I'm gonna I'm gonna write that down actually. Yeah, and then let me know because I will love I would love to help. Should I edit this out so no one steals our idea? <sighs> no, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, uh, maybe. I, I, it is really funny, and I want to keep it between us, but I think other people deserve it. Well, we're recording this on Thursday, April 30th, 
at 2.51 p.m. So we had this idea first. Okay. Yeah. If anything gets uploaded after, if which some, obviously it will, if yeah. it happens at all. If someone listens we, to it and steals it, like, it wasn't your idea. We, this is trademarked <laughs> and copyrighted. We thought of this. I potentially was a first man at some point, so. That's true. I, I mean, Adam, if you think about it. Really? Oh, no, I just meant the first man of the White House. Like, there was a, there was a portion in my life oh, where I oh. could have been the first first man, and that, that's a, dare I say, that's, that's the Trump card. See that that would be another silly dynamic is like female president of the United States main character and like her dumb goofy first man husband that would be a hilarious romance novel. This is you know what thank you for having me on this podcast. I've gotten like seven good ideas <laughs> in the last 10 minutes. Mr Your last name's Baker, right? Yeah. Okay. I could I just you're in my phone is Wyatt. I was like I I think, I think in in your phone, I made you totally not Adam Grabowski because that's the first thing you totally said to me. Totally not me. Yeah, text. when we exchanged. Number, uh, so mine and Wyatt's backstory is I started interning at AMP again while Wyatt's class was taking classes at AMP. So that's how we met. Yeah. And that's how he... And we hit it off because we're both dope. It's, we're two of the coolest people probably that you'll ever hear banter on the internet. Something like that. I, I do recall you really hating the rest of that class, though. I was coming out of probably one of the darkest mindsets I've ever been in in my life at that phase. Oh, that's not good. So I hated literally, like, if you weren't, like, Dave, my buddy Jim, or, like, six other people, I pretty much... Just predisposed to hate? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, like... It's more on me than it was them. Yeah. But it's just that weird, like. I mean, yeah, it's, you know. I don't know how to word it. Headspace, it's, it's ugly for everyone. There's literally nothing anybody could do. Like, it, it took me getting over some stuff that happened. Yeah. Well, I'm glad so, we ended up where we are regardless. Yes, and I'm, I hope you're better. Oh, by, by far. It's actually impressive that I feel as good as I do now compared to how i mean it's only like it's only been like a year and you can improve pretty pretty rapidly if you set your mind to it yeah which is kind of like that's the hard part my sub plot to this podcast is because i like improving your headspace well because someone like sent me a message and they're like it seems to me like if like through listening that like you're just a normal dude who's trying to paint yourself in a picture as being different than anybody. And I was like, not necessarily. Like I'm trying to prove that like the four walls of your own head, if you're not in a good headspace, are the worst place to be. Yeah. And for the most part, most people are probably just gonna see you as a normal dude. So like if anyone needs any encouragement of like I'm not in a good spot in my own head or life like it's possible to improve upon that and yeah, like that's, that's that's actually very inspirational yeah it's i'm you know i don't want to be on like i don't ever want to do like a ted talk and just be like you know you just gotta <laughs> like, like preach to everybody gotta, like, yeah i don't want to get on my high horse but like i'm just trying to prove evidence of just like i was in a horrible spot mentally that it's just impressive that i got out of and just want other people to know, like, it's completely possible. 
not easy. Like you have to really dedicate a lot of time to it, but you can accomplish some pretty cool things once you get out of that headspace. And if well, I, I'm, I'm more proud of you for getting out of that headspace than I am that you stopped drinking. So thank you. I, so it's, it's super like, I'm just a normal, like I understand I'm a normal dude for the most part. Like, you know, I have my weird quirks that I have learned to appreciate more and more as I get older. Not that I'm yeah. that old, but you know, like if any, like I, it's, it's weird. Like, yeah. Like if anyone is feeling not great, like I can totally relate to that and I can do my best to like prove to people like if you're willing to put in the work, you can be rewarded, not necessarily in the way that you imagined, but you can do stuff. Yeah. Like I it's, never, you're not, you're not stuck by any stretch of the no, imagination. Like you can, you can definitely saying. be in a rut, yeah. but you can also dig yourself out of that. Once you stop standing in your own way, you know what I mean? Damn. Powerful words from Adam. Barely. That's unexpected. Yeah. Hey, you know, you gotta be honest with it, you know? That's true. That's my, that's my whole MO. It's just like, I don't want to be able, like, I don't ever want to feel phony. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't seem like a disingenuous dude by any stretch of the imagination. I don't know it, if anyone would ever, why anyone would say that. Thank you. I, that, that means a lot. Yeah. But, you know, I, you know, we all encounter the people who come off kind of standoffish and then they never, like, resolve those issues. Yeah. I always, I know a lot of those people, and I, I know I shouldn't, but I always wonder if, like, something wrong with me. Because there's, I, I like to live by the saying that, uh, if you, if you ran into to an asshole this morning, that guy was an asshole, but if everyone you ran into today is an asshole, then you're an asshole. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's definite, like, themes of, like, we've all met those types of people who their problems in the world seem to be because of everybody else. Yeah. But, you know, where there's, Which, where, there's, flash where there's smoke, there's fire. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, like, I just had to sit down and have a conversation with myself. It was just like, you know, like, I think the things aren't going the way that you want them to go. And the only real common theme here is you, dude. So let's take a step back. Let's, let's like, you know, let's buy some psychology books and, like, dude. <laughs> Self-evaluate, dude. Yeah, and, you know, I did that and it was uncomfortable, but you have to do that yeah and i've definitely probably less uncomfortable than like being miserable forever oh for sure because once you just start accepting it like you can start thinking about it logically and just be like yeah. okay so like here's what i don't like here's here are these psychological uh patterns that i have fallen into that aren't good so why did i fall into th- like what led to this so i yeah i just literally like I tried to take as far of a step back and see the biggest picture of everything. It was like, okay, well, this led to this and that led to that. And here's here's where we ended up. So let's reverse engineer that and start like <laughs> remedying all of this, which is what I try to do. And you overcame. So uh, good stuff, man. Thank you. That took a weird uh, tangent, but. Yeah, I mean, you know. I'm, I'm sure getting unexpectedly deep is not a problem. Yeah. And if like, yeah. And like my point of this podcast is like, if, if people are feeling in a dark place, like read, like, you know, don't reach out to someone just to vent, but like, you know, other people can relate and other people who seem fairly normal are probably going through 
their own thing. Yeah. So if, like, I don't get the shame in being open about being like, I did a lot of things definitely wrong. Here's my regrets and mistakes. I should go up to some people at the at a gas station and just be like, so what, uh, what are you going through right now? I am not 100% that guy, but, like, I guess I, I dive to that mindset too quickly. Yeah. Because I'm not trying to, like, get on my high horse and just, like, I need to help everybody I encounter, but I have no problem, like, sitting down and having a genuine conversation with someone being like, so how, like, why do you feel this way? Like, because here's how I feel and here's what I did. So if you can relate to that and take something from it, like, that, that's going to be more helpful than me just blindly posting self-help quotes on Instagram. <laughs> with a, a sepia background. And yeah. Some, yeah. But no, that's that's awesome. So yeah, back to back to voiceovers. Oh yeah, I do love me some voiceovers. But yes, for the I, you were my favorite in that class by far. I'm I'm flattered. I really am. You can't see it, but I'm. Oh yeah, it's the, it's the old uh, uh, Looney Tunes where the heart's just beating through the chest. <laughs> you can. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, let's see. Yesterday I wrapped uh, my current project, which I'm pretty sure I'm allowed to talk about. I. Uh, Oh yeah, no, I definitely am because I, I tweeted about it like a while ago. I uh, am picking up the Urgent Care series by DJ Jameson, which is an audiobook series about uh, or a romance series about uh, hospital staff, nurses and doctors and surgeons and whatnot. Uh, so that's cool. I just wrapped that yesterday. I still have to edit stuff down, but uh, it's done recording. Nice. Um, and I am picking up. There's a there's an author I worked with through a publisher last year uh the publisher was i'm repressing it from my mind uh wow why can't i actually oh dream spinner press was the publisher uh and i have no qualms with saying this on the uh, out in the open on the internet but they stink hard they have like <laughs> not paid a lot of authors and they didn't pay me for like six months after i finished this book uh, and a bunch of other authors and narrators were getting mad at them. And I guess I, all I've seen about them is negative sentiment. So I'm not afraid to add to the pile of they suck. You're not trashing, but it is a warning. Be prepared to maybe it, not get, uh, I, I mean, I pretty much am trashing. I, I can own that. I was trying to paint it in a, a more positive light, but I, I appreciate you sticking out for me. <laughs> Anything to help. Uh, making sure I don't incriminate myself, but uh, this one I'm confident about. Uh, but the point is, uh, I did a book with them. And I never really interacted with the author because the the publishing company was like a middleman kind of. Gotcha, yeah. Uh, but the author has since left Dream Spinner, and I am producing a few books with her one on one without the publishing company, and it's awesome because her name's C.S. Poe. Little promo, I got you. Um, uh, she is awesome. She writes like I don't even know they're they're romance novels, but there is a an undercurrent to them that I don't know how to describe. They're like mystery horror. Maybe not horror. Like they're suspense? just they're quirky and awesome. Suspe- kind of. Okay. Yeah. The, the book I narrated before is called Southernmost murder. It's about a dude who manages a historical home in Florida and finds like an old skeleton in his wall and has okay. to figure out who, who done it, who like murdered this guy That's 200 cool. years ago. I like it. Yeah. Um, but she, she just writes really cool, quirky books and I'm really excited to be working with her again. So how did you... That was really long-winded, I'm sorry. No, dude, it's... I get tired of talking about... Like, I get excited when people go on the tangents because I'm usually <laughs> I'm usually the one to go on a five-minute rant. And I'm like, I don't want this... Like, 
if I go in too many of these, I'm going to front load all of my stories within the first 20 episodes, and then I'm going to have nothing to talk about. Yeah. So, <laughs> the podcast we stare in silence. I'm trying to make it less about me and more about the guest. Sure. I'm doing my best to not be like... Because I don't want this to ever just turn into like a straight like just interview, because those are boring. Yeah. Like I like the long-form podcast where we can take a turn and talk about our fantasies of being the first first man and then go back exactly. and, and talk about what we are doing career-wise in our lives and stuff. Yeah. So how did you get into voiceover work? That's my question. And I know that's the cliche one to ask, but I've never asked you this before. I've just No, known actually my- there's there's a key distinction. The the question that voiceover actors get asked all the time is how can I get into voiceover? People are very self-serving when it comes to talking to voice actors for whatever I think reason. I asked you that and then I was just like I'm definitely never going to like <laughs> I don't even want to do it because I don't I'm not like I have like three okay impressions. I do a really good bad Christopher Walken that I'm not going to do because people have ever already already heard me do that. But once I started, I can't stop it. And then my other, like my only go-to impression, it's not even an impression. It's just a side of my personality at this point. Evil Adam? Is, no, it's just a total <laughs> discerning Boston man just sitting on the stoop <laughs> narrating the world going by. If if you were, if you were old Boston man and I, and I am with my Afro and, uh, you know, fancy clothes. We're walking down the street. How would what would he think about me? I don't, Can I hear Boston see the, Man's opinion? Because the problem is, is just that like that character came about. It's another like ripoff thing because there's um, Scott Van Pelt works for ESPN, mm-hmm. and he's a uh, a broadcaster. And he used to have a show. It was SVP and Rusillo, and they would do this thing called Pulse of the Nation, where if anything good in the Boston sports realm like happened. I stole that bit completely and just made it my oh, own. Oh, sure. So they like they would just do like it would just be like the stereotypical like Family Guy type of like northeastern humor. And the yeah. key to that character study is just like if you're doing the 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 discerning Boston man, if you will. Mm-hmm. The the key to that is to take a normal part of your life and equate it to a feat of athletic or social greatness and act like you're on that level. <laughs> so th- this is a self-referential discerning man. I just like, it's cause if I, if I just said my dumb thoughts out loud in my normal voice, people would think I'm an idiot. Yeah. But if I'm like, Hey, uh, what's this guy doing over here? Huh? Like, uh, you, you're walking like it's uh, what are you Jackie moon or something? Like, <laughs> funny but if i'm just Carrot like top. yeah if i'm just like look at this redheaded jackie moon guy not funny no no it's it's really it comes down to the accent sometimes so it just I'm it helps me keep the the ease of a long like live production day because i have a couple buddies at uh for the one sound company i work for and uh the theater that i work at now that like they'll jump on board and do it too. Mm-hmm. And it just makes the day it I I'm sure everybody else gets really annoyed. Well, maybe they should start doing it too instead it's, of complaining all the time. It's fun. And the fun thing is is just that like the Boston accent's hard to do. So That's true. Authentically. M- most least. yeah, I'm I'm not there yet, but I think <laughs> I can get there. 
But like, I love when people just go overboard with it, and you're like, "That's not right at all." But this is hilarious. It's more fun. <laughs> Listen to the face coming out of this microphone. You hear that shit? It's terrible. So it, yeah, it just gets. It's ridiculous. I you have to entertain yourself. Yeah, that's that is true. That's the thing that stinks about voiceover and like just editing all the time is. I like to listen to music when I do stuff, and I can't uh, dude, obvi- for obvious reasons. Podcast <laughs> editing. Yep. Because you don't know how many times, like, if I mumble, like, the waveform won't show up as loud as yeah. if I were talking, so I can't just strip silence it and let it go. So mm-hmm. I have to listen back to the podcast. Yeah. So I, I'm okay with it for editing most of my audiobooks and auditions and stuff, because I... My ego is bigger than I let on, and I'm, when I hear myself do a good take, I like clap like a seal. Me I'm too. Just like, oh, that sounded good. There was one time I will I will confess this to you. At, in one of the episodes, <laughs> somebody else was talking, and when I was editing, I thought of like, oh, it would have been funny to say this here, and I was like, wait, oh, oh, I do it all the time. I was like, wait, my my microphone's set up, so I just said the joke uh, and, and put it <laughs> in my podcast and post. <laughs> Did, anyone, did they comment on it? I at have all? no idea. Guess? I have no that's, idea. That's hysterical. <laughs> I, was just, I was like, man, if only if only I would have said that in the moment. And I'm like, wait, I'm in. I'm literally right here. <laughs> I'm right here. I could make this same microphone, same room, same in. Like it's set up and ready to go. So the I opportunity was there. <laughs> that's hilarious. I'm not even ashamed. <laughs> um, but yeah, I. I got started, I guess it was in high school. I was in broadcasting for all four years of high school. Uh, I started out in like the entry level video class, just like learning how cameras work. The multimedia class or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Which turned into doing the morning announcements. And I don't, as far as I know, because I went to school in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, and the surrounding high schools, I don't think had as robust of a video program as we did. Uh, but our morning announcements were broadcast on closed circuit television to the whole school. Same. So there were. It was the same with Gettysburg. Really? High okay. Yeah, they actually uh, a family friend of ours got the teaching position when I was still a student at AMP to like revamp the video program. Oh, that's awesome. So I actually went in and helped them because I know how signal flow works. So sure. And then I. Yeah, he's like, we're getting rid of all this stuff. It's just going to go to the tech graveyard. And I let a really sick piece of gear that I could have had slip through my hands because I didn't know oh. what it was at the time. I was like, oh, I don't know. What was it? It was a DBX-160A compressor limiter. Oh. Yeah, I wasn't, because I hadn't been doing live sound at that point. And I I understand it's a versatile compressor for every, I, dude, I still kick myself over. Like, next time I see you, I'm going to be like, hey, that tech graveyard still exists. <laughs> I will treasure hunt. I will pay not market value for it, but I will I will I will make a donation to the building I vowed to never go back in to get this piece <laughs> of gear. That yeah, I wish you luck in your quest. That that sounds like a real missed opportunity. Yeah, I kick myself for it every day. That stinks. Yeah. Um but yeah, that went into doing the morning announcements, uh and because I look hilarious whenever it was my rotation to be an anchor and heavier quotes on the announcements, everyone thought it was hilarious. And I would get, I guess it like kind of started to tickle my ego a little bit. You get people in the hall like, hey, I liked you on the announcements this morning. I was like, oh, yeah, thanks. And then it started, it ended up 
rolling into my teacher having me do like little narrations for like in school stuff. And I was like, yeah, I'm actually, it's kind of fun. And then uh, in 11th grade, junior year of high school, everything took a turn for the worst. And any voice actors listening to this will probably think this is hilarious. But I discovered a little website called Behind the Voice Actors, which uh, on one component of it is really helpful for they, they have full cast lists of like multiple languages of who is voiced who and what project whenever going back to like the 80s, I think. OK, is it like the IMDb, um, but for voice actors? Literally, yeah, okay. pretty much. But they, I think they still have it, uh, but I discovered they had like a thing where you could post your own projects for free, meaning that most of them were like t- like weird fan dubs of obscure anime no one has heard about or like Five Nights at Freddy's parodies gotcha. or something. But I was like, oh man, you could just like audition for projects. So I, I uh, put a blanket over my head with my blue snowball and went to town for days on end and uh, started like actually getting cast in things, which I found weird at the time because I didn't feel confident at all. But uh, it sort of just snowballed into me doing what I do now. Yeah. It's, and um, it's weird when the first person that you don't personally know asks you to work for them. That's yeah, that's absolutely true. The first time someone you don't know is like, hey, I really liked your take on this. You're like, really? I don't want to talk about it because it hasn't started yet officially, mm. and I don't want to jinx it. But like, there's a strong possibility that I will be doing m- some mix work for a guy who was an original member of one of my favorite bands of all time. That's radical. So I was like, the, in- the internet's a strange place, man. Yeah, it really like, is. Fingers crossed. I think I got it in the bag. It's just a matter of no one's really generating income right now because of... Yep. So I I definitely got one or two. Like, it'll definitely happen. I just don't know to what extent. I was so scared to say yes, though. I mean, uh, no, that's that's fair. Like, what if you what if you bungle it? You know, yeah. not the saying you will, but I'm sure that's what was going through your head. Yeah, and like, what do I charge? Because like he's for like the other member of this band is one of my favorite engineers of all time. So like, why wouldn't <laughs> you go to him? Like, well, I wonder what his rates are. Do I do I create a fake band and email one of my favorite engineers asking for his mix rates and then like <laughs> I didn't do any that's, of that. That's crafty, yowza. I didn't do that. I was just like, ah, uh, this seems fair. Yeah, and he's like, that's what my he's like. I I was curious as to what you say because I was like, dude, like I know what is happening with everybody right now, so I'm willing to be flexible with rates just because I know no one's not really making any money. So here's yeah. here's what I'll do, and he's like, well, that's about what my budget would allow for anyway. So I was like, cool, sweet, yeah. So I'll talk more about that eventually when it happens and it's out. Yeah, fingers crossed. That sounds awesome. I hope you uh. I hope that is fruitful for you. Me too. It'll, it'll at least be fun. So, yeah, I like uh, I like working on fun projects that don't have rules, if you will. I agree. Rules are, I mean, especially in creative fields, <laughs> usually boring most of the time. Yeah, and the fun thing, and the the nice thing about it is, it definitely seems to be more of just a passion project rather than like a we need to meet this set standard and quota specific demand. Yeah. yeah. Um, but back to yeah. you, you finally starting to get, uh, voiceover gigs. Yeah. It, it, when I, I started to realize there is more than the voice component to it, 
especially like you said, the internet is crazy. And uh, a lot of people, I mean, you can work from home easily if you know what you're doing, but I didn't know what I was doing. I, so uh, I don't know what I'm doing. Someone congratulated <laughs> me. They're like, your podcast is on iTunes. I was like, yeah, I spent 14 bucks to get it on iTunes. Like, <laughs> Woo! It wasn't like, um, but yeah, I, I didn't submit it to them and be like, please put this out there. Like, I paid a podcast to go service. Yeah. But I, I'm committed yeah, to I this guess. podcast at this point. This is episode 10. That's awesome, man. Does it does it have the video on iTunes? I've only ever seen like MP3. No, it's just audio. I just do the Zoom meeting so one we can see each other, mm. and then two Zoom allows me to record one the Zoom meeting in case we have any tech errors. So which if, I think we have. If like yeah, when my software cuts out and I don't catch it, I still have the Zoom audio. Yeah, and then it just it works out better that way because i can simultaneously record to zoom and a software from my computer yeah whereas like i tried it with facetime with a buddy and it just wasn't working mm. and i'd rather have well, yeah, slightly improved audio quality than and some backups yeah i would love to get to the point where i can just be like straight up joe rogan where i have some like multiple camera <laughs> angles going and i can like i'm looking forward to having people hang out in the basement with me again because ah, I did, be I did two or three episodes in person, like face to face, since I started this. Yeah, before all yeah. this went down. And those felt easier at the time, but I think I'm better at podcasting now, having done over a hundred hours of it, or no, over ten hours of it. Sorry, my, my, <laughs> like, wow, my, you are, uh, my math is bad. Seasoned. I no, I mean I'm averaging an hour and a half an episode i i have a feeling you and i are gonna go over because we're at like 110 right now god so. we are wow yeah it flies these are fun to do the time really flies if they're going well but then at at, at the end of every one i'm always like i need a, like a nap or like a <laughs> six more cups of coffee because it is i mean no, even if it's social interaction with someone you know on the internet it's still like is draining yeah because you have to be in normal conversation, when I'm not being recorded, I can say whatever I want and I don't care. And if I say something yeah, stupid, yeah. I can apologize to you later for saying something stupid. But now that I have the mic, like, I'm focused on being engaged with our conversation, making sure it's recording, making, like, if I have a good idea, I have to write it down to keep it flowing. Not that I'm here, like, I'm doing the Lord's work. Like, there are far <laughs> more people doing way more important things in these times right now, especially. Entertainment is important, but yeah, no, you're absolutely it's, right. They're just really fun to do, and I get more excited about it after every episode that I've recorded. That's awesome. I think the first five is like, what am I doing? Yeah, you got to get past that with anything. They say that the first thing you make, no matter what it is, will suck. So, yes. you know. And I, my new approach is just like accepting that. Because yeah. I found the two or three things that I'm good at in life that I need to be good at and like everything else I can try. Like I can be as bad as I want as long as I have fun doing it. So, yeah. And it is, you have to go back sometimes and remind yourself how terrible you used to be at stuff. Like I, I think my first audiobook came out in 2017, which it, I think it was April. So it was about three years ago now. And that's not that long, no. but I cannot stomach listening to that book. I, my performance stinks. I sound terrible. It's awful. <clears throat> the first album I mixed came out in September 
of 2017. And we have decided it would be best for multiple parts to have redone some parts, like take it off of the streaming services, redo a couple things, and then remix it. I didn't have mm. to remix it. They're like, let's just try to mix this in. And I was like, I no, like I, this, <laughs> we're going to redo this. So I remixed it on a whim and it's not done yet. And it's already like way better. Oh yeah. So it's nice yeah, to it's have just that. weird. Yeah, because you don't ever, I said this to someone, it was someone I was in like a community college writing class with because I went that route before I realized AMP was a thing. And just traditional schooling and was just not for me. Like, no. or, or I'm not for it. I don't want to blame it. I want to sure. blame me. And it just wasn't working. Um, but, oh, that's weird. My ear's ringing. That's not good. That happens sometimes. It's the demon screeching. Yeah, that was okay. Uh, anyway, so they got into photography and whatnot, and they posted something on Instagram recently. And they're like, "I haven't like posted a photo or been taking a photo, like taking photos recently." And I just said it was, you know, I sent them a message. It was like, "Good to see that you're getting back into it." Like I've rediscovered my initial love for music and audio. And I think the thing is, with anyone in a creative field, you don't ever like reach success victoriously like you're not breaking the ribbon with your fist up like you're stumbling there oh, and yeah. then you fall on your face and you're like wait i'm at the finish finish line quote, yeah unquote. you never ever feel like you've made it yeah which stinks but it's also kind of reassuring in a way yeah but it's also exhausting too because you know we're both in, in the first few waves of our professional careers mm-hmm but it's still, like, it wasn't like we just walked in and we got it. Like, I specifically and personally, like, I screwed up a lot. Oh, yeah. And I'm happy I did when I did. Like, I'm happy I made my big mistakes in the audio field before my career really mattered to anybody who wasn't me. That's definitely fair. So, yeah. I, yeah, it's, it's weird how we qualify success. Like, I... Um, something I've, I've been recognized for by the only thing I think I've been recognized for by people on the internet randomly is a, so far at least, um, is this like anime parody of the anime ReZero I was in, in 2016. Okay. Uh, it was made by Giga, who's like a big abridged guy. Uh, and that video, I think if I went to go check it right now, it would have like 11 and a half million views. That's and impressive. Yeah, if I had known like a year before recording that 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 would happen, I would have peed my pants. Yeah. But now that it's happened, I'm just like, what? is that really that cool? Like, I, I don't know. And it is. I think it is cool, but there's that doubt that you always have. It's like, oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. But the best way, I'm a baptism by fire guy. <laughs> Whereas like I talked about this uh, with my guest last night because we're both kind of people where like if you give us time to talk ourselves out of doing something, we will we'll absolutely talk ourselves out of it. Oh, so yeah. this podcast was the first thing. He was like, I'm bored. Other people are probably bored. I like talking about audio and music and stuff. So if I just, like, I, we recorded the first episode on a whim. And it was the best thing I could have done. Because <laughs> yeah. it was just like, well, it's out there. Yeah. No need to no need to worry about it. And I remember, like, it's not that significant of a number as a whole. But, like, uh, I think... It was episode six or seven when I broke a hundred listens. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's not that many as far as like what the successful ones go. It was like, but it's I was only like, people. I was three, three weeks into it. I was like, wow. Yeah. I was expecting a, to be on like episode 98 by the time I had a hundred listens. Yeah. You, you can't get to let yourself have too many expectations. You can't really, it's, you can't compare yourself to other people either. That'll really now, mess you up. Uh, success is very subjective. I feel very Whereas, like, at this point, like, I'm just happy to be talking to people about cool stuff, so. <laughs> that's a win. I, if that's, those are my intentions with this here thing, so. I have done that to this point. Yeah. Um, and forgive me for my lack of anime knowledge, it's just something that was never. I, I don't need to be forgiven, it's perfectly fine. Uh, to be honest, I figured most people listening wouldn't know what that show was. In fact, I barely knew what it was before that video, so might as well hey, explain it a little bit. Check it out. Yeah, because you have listened uh, to the guy who did a voice for someone in that show. In a parody of it, uh, actually. If I can, uh, I don't know if I should save promo for the end. Yeah, but, uh, we'll do promo at the end. Okay. Yeah, we still have a couple but, uh, more talking points. Bullet points. Yes. Yeah. I another important thing is that, and I don't know if this is just me. This is actually probably not just me, but this is what I've experienced. Like progress at being good is really gradual and sometimes imperceptible. Like it's almost like when you get older, you see yourself in the mirror every day and you can't really tell that your face is changing or yeah. if you're working out, you, it, it's the progress is so gradual. You don't realize you're getting more built or literally anything like that. No, dude, but it's I the totally same get with, that. Yeah. It's the same with voiceover or like mixing, mastering, whatever. Like, the best way to realize how much you're improving is like go back a couple of years, listen to something you did, and if it sounds shitty, that's awesome. That's exactly it's, what you want. Yeah, I think everyone who's artistic to some degree is definitely sensitive and insecure to a certain <laughs> yeah, degree. That is true. So like I would avoid like listening back to my student mixes because I was just like, I just don't want to listen to that. It's bad. And now I'm like, oh, okay. Like, because I can still remember what I was going for back then, but it's nice to be like, oh, here's how I missed. Yeah. And that's a good kind of metaphor for like life too. If like, if you can take a step back and look and be like, well, my intentions were right, but my execution was way off. Mm -hmm. That's still something you can learn from. It's important. I think it was weird. I got to, uh, you mentioned them earlier and I mentioned them all the time, but in February I saw Thrice in concert. And oh, that's awesome. Beforehand, I sent their front of house guy a message, just like, hey, like, I also do live sound stuff. You're the front of house guy for my favorite band of all time. Like, if possible, like, if you can't, I understand you have a job to do and that's way more important. But, like, if you have the time, it would be cool to, like, pick your brain for, like, 20 minutes. And I got to talk to him and I, you know, watched the show at front of house with him, which was cool. That's awesome. But I was, like, asking him questions about stuff and he's just like, why did you phrase it like you were elementary at this he's like you seemed he's like you're doing it not necessarily in the way you want but you've you've started and mm-hmm. you seem to know exactly what all goes into it so i don't know why you wanted to like you know bring the break the notebook out or whatever i was like well because like you've spent <laughs> you've spent because thrice dude you spent 10 years with the band that influenced me to pursue this stuff like, you definitely know more than I do. But he was, like, super nice. It was awesome. Like, I can't thank him yeah, enough. Yeah, it's a really cool approach. And then he said, next time we're in town, hit me up. And I was like, yes. That's yes. Where was the show? Uh, Ram's Head in Baltimore. Sweet. Yeah. 
but it's it was a weird reality check where it was just at the same time like i probably do know more than i give myself credit for yeah but because i'm always trying to i'm i like to think i'm always in the mindset of like what can i do to get better it's it's better to think that you're still it's better to think that you're worse than you are that, that's a bad way to word it i don't don't ever leave the student mindset like don't ever think that you've mastered something because true yeah that's i am there there was uh another partly funny partly kind of frustrating thing with that is uh I narrated this five book, uh, like serial killer drama series and I started it in 2018 and then the publishing company went under and then I, f I did the first two books in 2018 and then the last two tw like 2019 into 2020 or something. Okay. Like late 2019. And the, the difference in quality from the first book in that series to the last one is like staggering. <laughs> it's that you can't even tell it's like the same me almost. It's good though. Yeah. Did you do those before you were an AMP student? Like the first couple ones? or Yeah, okay. I finished them during or after AMP, but I started them before. Gotcha. I'm sure you could feel the progress of audio knowledge and whatnot throughout that. Absolutely. I, I remember my first, uh, the first book I produced using Pro Tools. Uh, I you made the project the wrong sample rate and then had to go back and bounce everything a second time. And it was like a 12 hour book and it was <laughs> wonderful. That's how you learn. I have not gotten smart through being smart. That's for sure. That's true. Uh, yeah. Most of my knowledge gained in this earth has been through me being a moron. So yeah, if you want to be good at something, go screw it up over and over and over, over again. And over it, it's the Thomas Edison thing. It's just like, yeah, I, I, that guy failed a thousand ways to make a light bulb or something. Yeah, well, don't make the same mistake twice is also important, yes. but make make a bunch of mistakes, screw stuff up, it's if you're making, fun. Well, one, it's fun. <laughs> if you're making different mistakes, you're getting better. Exactly. I think. Yeah, no, you absolutely are. Cool. I, I, I never, ever bounced a book at the wrong sample rate ever again after I did that. I have a tendency to forget to turn monitor amps on, so like, okay. I'll be doing like... I try to get everything, I try to make sure that everything's routed right before like a band even touches the stage so I don't have to troubleshoot while they're on stage. And I, it's guaranteed like once a month, I'll be like, why isn't this freaking monitor working? Oh, amp's not on. <laughs> Damn. We all have habits. It's fine. Yeah. I, I also owe a lot of voiceover to su success to, uh, people I know, like my friends and whatnot. I, it's simultaneously like a really competitive industry. And also you can't succeed without other people, like the help of other people, or at least it's way harder. It's a weird balance. Yeah. I think that's a, uh, like a, something that's hard for people to grasp is just how mm -hmm. much you need people to be going through the same things that you can rely on to get better. Yeah, I'll see a lot in, of people in the like arts. I feel like a lot of artists want to take things on solely by themselves. Yeah. And I've made that mistake and it's just it's hard to do. Like you need <laughs> you need a good solid group of people in your corner. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh I see a lot of people like try to hoard their voiceover knowledge 
be like, hey, can you help me out with this? And like, no, no, you can't. Like, one, you're a dick. Second, you're like, know my secrets of how to talk into a microphone. Okay, but that's yeah, exactly like, what I'm asking. So, yeah. yeah, you can't. No one's gonna like you if you're that kind of person, probably anyway. But yeah, I get that uh, a lot. Just, um, dealing with pro, not to cut you off, but with like no, pro touring audio people, mm-hmm. like everyone who it's it's weird the people who are really good at it like mixing front of house or monitors or whatever are or anything like people who have mastered it and are good at it are always willing to share what they know yep and i get that a lot like (laughs) with like touring acts that come through wherever i'm working at like Anyone who's willing to tell me anything that they know, their mixes sound way better than the people who are just stuck in their ways and won't tell you anything and just expect you to do their bitch work that day. Exactly. You mean they're not hunched over their screen protecting their plug-in settings? Right. And, yeah. I don't know. And I like I try to... Um, I'm a big like stand-up comedy fan. So I was yeah. listening to a Burt Kreischer interview, and I think he's like one of the coolest people on the planet. Just I don't think he's like playing a character in his ridiculousness. Like I think he's just that dude, like all yeah. the time. Which I don't want to imitate, like because that's his thing. Like I want to be me, and I'm finally at a point where I'm comfortable to be me. But mm-hmm. he said something where he's like, I always approach something as if I'm a fan. So unless I literally can't do it, like I try to sign as much stuff as I want or take as many photos with people as they want because they're coming to me as a fan. And I don't want them to have a bad experience. And I try to approach everything I do in life that way. And I was like, that might be the right way to go about things. Huh. So when I ask like engineers and stuff and I'm like, you know, with Mike of Thrice, I've seen them live countless times. Not only am I a fan of that band, but they always sound good. I'm a big fan of his work. So I wanted to be like, hey, dude, like. I know you, you sound good. Like you're you're good at what you do. Like obviously, I'm sure the band, you know, they've been a band for 20 years, so they do mix themselves to some degree. But like I, I know what you're doing, and I want to be as good as you are at it. So let's talk. Yeah, a and if they're really that good, they're usually cool about it. Any dude, every person, every live engineer that I've encountered who has a great sounding mix and is polite to deal with is just like, there's no rules, dude. Like I kind of just you know, turn stuff until it sounds good. And that's frustrating to hear until you can, can until like, you get to that level, until you can comprehend it mentally. Mm-hmm. Cause there's a lot of, I've let a lot of, I've met a lot of engineers whose live stuff doesn't sound very good to my ear. Again, art is yes. subjective, but they're very like, this has to be this and this has to be this and this has to be this. It's like, yeah, but like, eesh. does it, <laughs> does it though? Like, I don't know. I think like the people who are definitely like there's no rules just as long as it's good that's the advice you need to he- adhere to yeah and i don't i imagine it voiceovers that way too because i feel like when you probably started getting into it you were looking at like forums and stuff online you were like how do how how does one voiceover what's the best way to yeah the, i definitely went down a rabbit hole both with voiceover and audio which sort of led me to amp because I was like, I'm definitely going to need more than a bunch of stinking YouTube videos for me to figure out how this works. It's very um, complex. Yeah, there are like I've I've watched videos of like really successful voice actors and narrators and stuff like give tips and 
guidance and whatnot, which, and that's pretty helpful, but there's no, uh, like it is with any other creative thing, there's no definitive, here's how to be good at art, or here's how to be good yeah. at voiceover, etc. I, th- I I hope my previous tangent made sense. In a no, yeah, I, I understand completely. And I, I imagine voiceover stuff's hard too, because like in audio, if my third guitar track doesn't really sound good, I can hide it in a mix, where in voiceover, for the most part, one voice yeah and even in audiobooks like there's generally no music or anything yeah. so it is like i used to have a lot of problems with mouth noise that i don't anymore because now i actually have technique and i sound decent but you still get a lot of like nonsense i uh, do i find that in some of my speaking and i edit it out because yeah i'm not ashamed because it's 2020 <laughs> i have those technologies the another thing i struggle with in books especially right now and i hope to in uh, sooner or later be able to look back at this podcast and think, wow, how did I ever have trouble with that? But uh, breathing is a problem. I, It's probably just because it's me, but yeah. I find my breaths really distracting. Be like, chapter one. And I, that's how it sounds to me. I know it's not really that offensive, but, you know. I'm definitely more conscious of editing back to things that I do that annoy me. Oh, yeah. When I when I edit these and and throw a, a mix together to upload them, then what? How other people talk or their things? Yeah, like someone else taking a breath in in the middle of a conversation doesn't annoy me at all. But when I do but when it, it's I'm you. like, oh, <laughs> people are gonna hate it. Exactly. Which I, I guess that's like more a psychological hurdle to get over than a breathe better yeah. thing. But it's made me definitely aware of of the cadence and how I phrase things, which is interesting. Yeah. Cause when I'm doing the podcast, I'm just talking to my friends, but when yeah. I import it into pro tools and I get into edit, I'm like, this guy really, what are you doing? I'm like, <laughs> Ooh, that's harsh self. Like, come on, man. <laughs> Dearest guest. Thank you for appearing on my most exciting of podcasts. <laughs> I was hoping more voices would be, would be broken out in this podcast from you, not me, but no, yeah, I've, I got it. We did uh weird Boston guy and uh the best it's comedy. Highfalutin British man. If you can, if you can pull off the discerning Boston man, well, that to me, that's the highest form of comedy. It is. I'll, I'll have to look more into your character study of discerning Boston man. I find it very interesting. I like it. I'm getting a little bored with it. I'm trying to find a new bit, you mm. know, cause I've had, I've, I've done that bit solidly from like, the like beginning of December through present. Yeah. And it's just, it's run its course. Like it's still funny at times, <laughs> but I, I need uh, I need a new one. If it keeps going too long, then it won't be funny anymore. And you don't want that. Yeah. I want people to forget about it and then get annoyed with a new bit. And then I bring that guy back and they're like, Ooh, <laughs> new and improved. Well, discerning Boston man also makes me think, cause I, you probably knew this from amp, but I really want to work in like, anime localization and ADR and things like that. I did not know that. Uh, oh, really? I thought I, I thought you were there when we were talking about that, but maybe not. not I important. could have... I probably was in the building, but I... God knows. I, I do that a lot where I tell people the same thing like four times because I forget I told them before, so I didn't, I didn't want to do that Try to you. Try starting a podcast. <laughs> yeah. well, you but told I, the story three times. Yeah, but not to who I'm talking not to. Not to you. <laughs> it... It makes me think about localization because that's a really big important thing when you're adapting things from other languages and other cultures. 
and I'm, discerning Boston guy. What's up? I'm into all that stuff. I just never knew what it was called. Like yeah, different yeah, localization. Because yeah. I've always it's one of those. Oh. No, it's one of those jobs that no matter how well you do it, someone will get mad because it's not exactly how they want it. I've just, I've, it's been a low, it's on my bucket list, but like I would love to work in some sort of like animated comedy thing. Yeah. I can picture your likeness being thrown into a cartoon and you just being yourself as a cartoon. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to have to like embrace a character and do voices. Like I just want. (laughs) If there's a if there's room in any sort of animation where I can just be my like be me and just rip, <laughs> I would yeah I would they would need to have a character that's based off of me. And I we'll get there one off. day. I I really believe in us. I think I'm down for it. So we if, we, <laughs> if you have like a cousin who's going to college for like animation animation and they need like a senior project done or something, let's do it. I'll uh, I'll get in contact with some people. <laughs> Don't but the, leave me the hanging. Thing that I, I would never. But the thing that Discerning Boston Man makes me think of, and this is a really weird train of thought, but it made me think of localization. And uh, I don't know if you ever watched Yu-Gi-Oh! when you were a kid. I did. But uh, It's way cooler than Pokemon. Yeah. In my yeah. elementary school opinion. I have not continued with either. But <laughs> back in the day. Oh, yeah. It... Well, there there's a lot of different stuff, and in Pokemon too, in Japanese versus English. But the glaring one that Boston Man makes me think of in Yu-Gi-Oh is Joey Wheeler from Yu-Gi-Oh, who, when he was adapted into English, they they made all their names like English for the four kids dub because that's what they do to because like uh, wholesome parents are afraid of Japanese names or something. But uh, they localized them all to be English, so they made whatever his name was in Japanese, to Joey Wheeler, and they made him uh, this rude dude from Boston. Nice. And that that is the kind of shit that I'm looking for. I want to localize kids' cartoons characters into being goofy dudes from Boston. If everyone just embraced their goofy, I'm slightly better than you, Bostonian character, the world would be a funnier <laughs> place. And just, yeah, I, I've seen... like I, I've There are people who I look up to who work in ADR, and I've read like articles and stuff they've written about the creative process of like how do i bring this character in a japanese kids show to america and make kids still want to watch it It, because people get mad when you change a guy's name is like tetsumoto to joey because like that's not his name but if you think about it a lot of people would rather watch a show with a guy named joey because they know people named joey yeah, I know people named Tetsumoto. I, yeah, I don't know a single person named with that name. We were doing a family <laughs> walk yesterday, and my little brother is. Uh, we have similar traits in how goofy and off the wall we are, mm-hmm. but I'm the weird artist guy, and he's a yeah. total like not douchebag jock, but he's the. <laughs> He's the popular sports playing kid. Like a normal dude. Uh, yeah. But like, so he was like, and I, I'm i a huge baseball fan. I like sports. I was just not good at them probably because back in the day I was too scared to attempt them. Sure. Uh, but he's like, let's name like as many like Asian baseball players as we can who have like, you know, baseball players who have, who started their careers in the Japanese league or from other countries in Asia and they're now playing in major league baseball. 
And I think mm-hmm. I named like three, and then I was like, uh, Ho Chi Minh? <laughs> no, I nah, don't know about people. that one. <laughs> so I totally, not that that's related, but it's hard to, like, you could, if you're trying to name like famous people, you could throw out the name Joe, and then you could yeah. connect a last name to it, and you're probably going to hit eventually. You can land on a famous person. But the, language, the languages are so different that, you it's hard to relate to so i'm proving yeah. that point that's just the tip of the iceberg i i just think it's all really cool i don't know i wanted to go off on a tangent about that no i'm i like i i secretly really like good impressions of people who are only doing different accents of like places in america because yeah. we all speak the same language but even like the dialects and the slang are all vastly different mm-hmm it's weird because, like, when I was in high school, um, we had a, a new kid in one of the classes who turned out to be one of my best friends. And everyone thought he was cool because he was just from California. And we were talking <laughs> when he's like, yeah, he's like, the stereotypes are weird because he's like, I expected everyone to just be, like, riding tractors and, like, being Amish or whatever. He's like, we, <laughs> we, we have those around here, but, like... I, he's like, I don't know why. He's just like, we were moving to the country from L.A. and I just expected it to be, like... <laughs> Podunk nothing. Everyone to have like country accents. And he's like, you have like meaning me. He's like, you have the least difference in dialect, but everybody else has like tells. Yeah. Like, thank you. Maybe you were Californian in a past life. Maybe. Every like I went to Texas once and like he could the one guy we were talking to could peg that everybody else was from the Maryland area, but he's like, where are you from? I can't, you don't have an accent. Yes. I've actually secretly worked really hard to not have a tell. I have one. I have one. And are you going to tell me what it is? I sure. There's apparently it's a, like a a mid Atlantic thing to say. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, for sure. Oh God, I do that. That's my tell. Huh? You know, for sure. Oh God, I'm so self-conscious. Yeah, I can't, and that that phrase makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, that's like three completely contrasting statements. But everyone knows what you mean. Yeah. Hey, uh, I'm really sorry to do this to you, but I forgot I have a telephone doctor's appointment at two. Okay, we have so, just enough songs to or time to talk about your five song playlist of the day. Perfect. Oh yeah, I haven't actually been thinking about this. All right. Uh, well, the weather stinks, so nothing too intense. I've been listening to a lot of uh, Blackmore's Night lately, which uh, is Richie Blackmore of Deep Purples uh, and Rainbows, like I guess side project. Okay, that's like a it's like a folk, uh, medieval sort of Celtic thing, and uh, they're very good. I'm gonna go with Ghost of a Rose by Blackmore's Night as one on today's five songs. All right. Um. Then I'm gonna. I'm going to go with A Past and Future Secret by Blind Guardian is number two, because that song, re- I've been listening to that a lot as well, and it's, for for a power metal band, that's like one of their orchestral pieces, and it's it's very, it's relaxed, but really epic, and that's sort of how I feel today. I'm saving the world by staying inside. I get you, I get you. Um, a third, I'll have to go with you have to give me a one second to think about this i'll get uh, yeah 
No, this is this is a fun experiment. Third is going to be. Uh, third is going to be Shirex by Bear Ghost. I can spell that if you need. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I'm writing these it's, down. So yeah, it's it's she like she hyphen Rex like does the action of wrecking like Wreck It Ralph. Gotcha. And uh, what was the artist again? Bear Ghost. They. I went to go see them last April, and which I was really stoked about. And then, like a month later, they broke up, or at least their lead Hi- vocalist left. Their band member change. Okay. Yeah. Um. Which is, I'm glad I saw them when I did. But they, I, I they're like my designated summer band because I discovered them like one summer, and then I just had that association. So now that it's getting warmer, I've been listening to them again. That sounded really lame, but that's how it is. Dude, my, uh, my song, fives are so random. It depends on the day. Yeah. Uh, and that song is hilarious. It's about a dude who's in love with a dinosaur. Big fan of that. Yeah. Uh, four. We on four, I think? We are. Four. I will go... Oh, four is going to be uh, The Raven Child by Aventasia. Um, that I, I have no justification other than that it's really good. It's a good tune. All right, number five. Very, very good tune. Number five... Go for it. No. Go uh, for it. Uh, all right. Five is Rumple Combo by Ailstorm. Uh, that is a seven-second song, and most of it is silence. All right. All right. I will uh, hit you with my five, and then we can wrap this up. So Lay it on me. To- I'm curious. Right. It's raining, and usually I have my... I like bummer jams on rainy days, I, yeah, but I, I went a little heavier than usually on a, on a rainy day. All right. So number one is a song called Your Move by a band called Oh Brother. They are just a... Is that R or were? Or, wait. R moved or were moved? Your Move. Oh, Your Move. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I said you... Okay. I I mumble, so I apologize. So (laughs) Your Move by Oh Brother. There's a song... Number two for me is Hank is Dead by a band called Red Fang. Okay. Uh, Three, New Day by a band called Carnival. Uh, K-A-R-N-I-V-O-O-L. Oh, thank, thank you for specifying. They're from Australia. I'll make a, a playlist and I'll, I'll text you everything. It's probably how it's actually spelled in Australia. The, that's, the record that that's on is one of the best sounding rock records you will ever hear. Really? I, in my opinion. Huh. Number four, Joker and the Thief by Wolfmother. A little Guitar Hero classic. And then, Oh, which Guitar Hero was that on? I feel like I remember that. It was on one or two. Yeah. It was on one of the OGs. Yeah. I I think Knights of Sidonia also was on a guitar hero game. I believe I think that you was on three. Correct. And then Oh, I had two for number five, because my honorable mention's kind of a cop out because I don't listen to it a lot for okay. asinine audio reasons. So number five <laughs> is a song called Sanctuary by a band called Elder. I'm on a big, like, doom and stoner metal kick today, just because it's it's rainy out, so it's get doomy and gloomy. Uh, My honorable mention is a record that I love musically, but the, what Dave says day one of class, where, like, going to audio school is just going to ruin music for you. Yes. There's a band called Holy Fawn, and they, they actually opened for Thrice when I saw them in February. And they are awesome, but the mix and the master of the record, uh, I think it's called Dark Spells. Mm-hmm. The song is called Darkstone. It's the first one. 
I think it's a great song. It's a musical genre I really enjoy. Just ambient, doomy kind of metal stuff mm-hmm. with like ambient reverb, haunting melodies. Everything I love, but it's like it's compressed and limited so heavily that there's no depth to it. It's just oh, it's just a brick wall. It's just stuck to the speakers from mm. even in the atmospheric part. So if I have that record on when I'm doing something and I'm not focused, I love it. But when I want to give it an attentive listen, it's just a stylistic choice that I don't like. Yeah. So it, but that's another hard thing about listening to music after you've gone to audio school is I, I never feel like I can just casually listen to something I've never I heard can't. before. Yeah. I gotta like, I gotta really analyze it. It sucks. Yeah. So like, I love it when that song gets stuck in my head. Cause in my head it's awesome. But when I listen to it, it's like, Oh, mm, come on. Just, yeah, this is hitting at like negative five the whole time. <laughs> There's no dynamics to your atmospheric metal. And it's just like, oh, come on. Just take that limiter and just bring it up a little bit. Let there be some peaks and valleys. Oh yeah. So dynamics, uh, my friend. Cool. It's uh we were approaching the end, so I've I know you're not really like a Facebook guy. I'm on Twitter. Hit me. Uh oh oh my handle are right, you're gonna want to write this one down. Alright. Uh my handle is at O Y O B I. O Y O B I. W S T H. That's me. S. In reference to the hilarious magic card of the same name. Word. And then plug your voiceover website, good sir. Uh, so it's not actually operational at the moment. Dude, I have the domain. I'm in the same Uh, boat. I have been building a website for my audio happenings, and I haven't published it yet. It was the first thing I did in the quarantine, and it's still not done. Yeah, it's. I have the domain, but the design is not anywhere near being anything unfortunately you using wix no i actually bought a domain just bought the domain yeah dude it's a it's whitebakervo.com <laughs> i like that uh but check out wix. if you want wix, to oh sorry what's up like wix.com is what i use to build my website i'm not sponsored mm-hmm. i know a few people have used not that. sponsored it's been great Sweet. it's super easy <laughs> to use. like i just picked a template and i just changed it to what i wanted nice and i don't think I don't think you have to pay to use if you already own the do, if you already own the domain. I don't think you have to pay to build the website. Oh, that's awesome. Look into um, that. Yeah, get, I will get yourself out there, son. And heck yeah, come back on my podcast. Of course I will. Maybe once this is over and I can uh, hang out in your basement. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. I want everyone. But if you want to, if you want to hear me in anything, uh, I'm in the game Black Wake on Steam. I'm in uh, the show Epithet Erased, streaming now on VRV. And uh, if you search White Baker on Audible, I promise I can satiate some weird desire that you probably have. Oh, I know he can. Yeah, text me <laughs> some, text me some of those links that you want to share, and I'll put them in the description. All right, buddy. This has been fun. Been are fun. you uh, are you uploading these anywhere other than iTunes? iTunes, Spotify, Google Play? There's a direct download. Sweet. I end every episode by saying, "Do what you love, love what you do, travel light, and don't be a dick." So, all good words to live by. <laughs>